Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Actors with Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I'm your host, Tawaniala, and today's guest is actress, author, and host Havila Malone, known for her work on NCIS New Orleans as a host on QVC and author of her number one ranking book on Amazon, Rewriting a New History, A Spiritual Path to Audacious Authenticity and Healing. Havila, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so how did you get started as a performer? Uh, and, and when did you sort of first discover your love for acting and, and for performing? I think in youth, um, I actually grew up in the theocratic ministry school at the Kingdom Hall. And so being on stage and having to give presentations or to be able to tell a story in a way that was going to be impactful for the audience, I think that um, presentation skill bug kind of hit me then and I started gaining some really valuable skills from a very young age. So it was very helpful. And I guess going and knocking on people's doors and getting the door slammed in your face also kind of helps with the rejection piece. (laughs) (laughs) So so we started off pretty early. And um, when I was in high school, I had uh, two career paths that I was kind of contemplating at the time. And one is I was really interested in law. I was a part of this junior league program where we got to try real cases in court. Um, All of our uh, defendants were actually already, you know, found guilty of their crimes, but we got to argue their sentencing. And I love that being able to go back and forth and be in the courtroom and and argue a case really. (laughs) And what I found, I was like, you know what? I can go to law school and become a lawyer or I can just play one on TV. So <laughs> let's just do that. And so I decided to go uh, the, the actor route and went to college for dramatic arts and communication and minor in psychology and just have not stopped since. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I kind of had the similar mentality when I was applying for colleges. It was for criminal justice major with the hopes of becoming an attorney. And then I... Uh, was and I'm still obsessed with law and order and I was like you know what I want to just play the DA I want to be the DA in law and order one day so I went that route instead and I've, I've since played a lawyer on stage which has been really fun and I've also like served on a jury before which is really cool to get that sort of insight um but I, it's just so funny how like reading that sentence in your response so I was like oh my god what oh my god it's I'm not the only one <laughs> I think I've watched every episode of Law and Order of every season of every, <laughs> of every branch of the franchise. Right. I wanted to also chat about how you got involved with hosting, especially like on QVC. Is that something that you do frequently? Is that like um, sort of a full-time type of thing right now for you? Yeah, so I, for four years, I was a guest host and I represent mm-hmm. the Hewlett Packard. So I sold their products on air on QVC, uh, the Home Shopping Network, and Shop at Home TV. So I got to travel quite a bit around. So when I was in corporate America as a district sales manager, also a part because they found out about my television background and my skill set in that arena. And so I ended up becoming the spokesperson for the company on those shopping channels. So I did that for about four years, which was an amazing experience because there's nothing like being in a live environment where literally the things that you are saying or the things that you demonstrate about a product in that moment is literally making millions of dollars in minutes. And you get to see the spike in calls and see the spike in sales. And you have a producer in your ear and they're like, okay, let's run that again. But 
like, let's say that again, let's do that again or whatever. And so to be able to get that immediate feedback and the impact of what it is that you're doing um, is really, really cool. I mean, that's like improv. That's the perfect place for an improviser who is also a great salesperson is to <laughs> hop on QVC and, and, and go on that route because yeah, that live aspect is so different than like the infomercial route and stuff like that. I love Shark Tank. So, you know, Lori Grenier, who's the queen of QVC, love um, sort of that whole aspect of business and whatnot, especially because, you know, over the years, I've heard, you know, actors have to treat their career like a business and with the CEO mindset and things like that instead of the pure art form and artist there is the whole business side to show business you know it's not all show as we know if you're an artist and you have to have the skill sets that are in place to be able to deliver but you're also a business owner and so you have to treat all aspects and especially the behind the scenes things where it comes to the development of your career and take that very seriously and put in the time and effort and develop the level of professionalism that's necessary for people to want to bring in on set and want to bring in on projects because it's not just one-sided piece. And especially now with us going through the pandemic and how things have changed in the industry, I mean, we're now even stepping into the place of content creators, whether you're doing self-tapes, you know, you're literally the entire production for that particular audition. And for you to be able to extend your reach and be able to get in front of the decision makers you're needing to create your own content and put that out there into the world. And so you really have to look at it um, holistically as a business and not just yeah. as an artist. That's a piece of the puzzle, but not the whole puzzle. But definitely having that business mindset has been such a focal point over the last couple of years, especially. But as you said, with having the pandemic, for your self-tapes, you are the on-screen talent, you're the producer, you're the lighting guy, you're everything. Every single role that's normally on set is all you for those, you know, for those couple of minutes or even hours that you're working on a tape. And, you know, even with platforms like, like TikTok, everyone's making short form content and even with streaming expanding how it has in the last five years between Netflix and Hulu and now Peacock and all these other platforms. It's, it's crazy how much opportunity is out there in a, in a platform. I mean, in a, in a, in an industry where people were sort of fighting to get on like the big four networks like CBS, NBC. But um, these days it's crazy because it's like people watch Netflix so much and Disney Plus and all of that. So there's just so much more reach out there um, and just more opportunity and having that sort of business mindset as like, well, look at all of these different places that I could sort of, you know, dip dip my toes into. Not even just dip my toes, but, you know, sort of all these different pools I can just dive head first into. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think right now we're living in one of the best opportunistic time periods in, in, in the history of the industry because there is so much opportunity and because the networks are looking for content with the streaming services, with new media in place right now. Like, and we're in the, the rate at which we're consuming content, they're looking for more and more and more. So Here's the opportunity for you to get crystal clear about what you right. want and what you want to bring to this industry, what talent you have that you want to bring to the floor and start looking at things from a creator's mindset and then start surrounding yourself with the, the individuals and learning the skill set that you know how to pitch, you know, to networks that you know how to right. put together 
your pitch package or whatever and create your Bible for your pro for your projects and products and learning how to then put that out there. And even like there's some people who, like so shy away from social media, like no, that's a very powerful tool, whether that's, you know, Clubhouse or Instagram or, you know, all, all of these social networks where now even casting directors and networks are going out looking for who's got what to offer that we can partner with and collaborate with and pick up. So this is the time to like fully dive in and go for what you want because it's available. Yeah, absolutely agree. And and having um, so one of the things you mentioned in, in your responses was um, you know, how our careers are our own responsibilities and we shouldn't just hand over the reins to our reps once we get one, uh, no matter how big of an agency they're a part of, we still have to be the captain of the ship, as you put it. Um, so just want to see what else you wanted to, or what else you could add to, to that sentiment. Cause you have much more experience in this field, um, than I do. <laughs> yeah. It's so important that you look at yourself as a business entity and would i just take my business and put it into someone else's hands and say hey okay great go make something with that i'm gonna go take a nap of course not. <laughs> <laughs> hey let's look at where is it that i want to go what are the specific type of roles that i want to play a lot of people come into this industry and they're just kind of like i just want to act like i just want to be on tv fantastic however who are you in this industry? What type of roles do you want to play? Like, I am very clear that the, the thing that I'm working on right now is to get a series regular role as a powerful prosecuting attorney on an extremely successful TV show. Like very clear on what it is that I want and then have a strategy on going about making that reality. So when you go into it and you say, okay, well, I have an agent. Fantastic. Well, my agent is submitting me, so that should be enough or like I have a manager and I, I had made this mistake myself and I was like, okay, cool. You got agent, you got a manager, like they got you like good. And, but my business mind, because I came from corporate America before like fully diving into my acting career, I'm just like, okay, what else could be done to be able to build the relationships in the, in this industry that are necessary because you need, the casting directors need to know you. If we're going to bring you in and you have this huge pool of talent, then like, how is it that I know that you're going to be the one? Like I, I have these people who I know already. So even though they are mm. looking for new and interesting faces and talent and, and people to bring in, it's about building relationships and coming from a place of service and not a place of like, okay, please just, you know, give me the role. Just, please just like book me for something. So I mean, for me, I was just kind of like, okay, I would ask my manager about like specific things or ideas that would come to my mind. And I was finding that the, the mentality of my manager was very much like, oh, well, we're in hard times right now. Oh, you know, it's a pandemic. And where I see problems, I also see opportunity. But I've trained my mind to, to look at things in that way. So what I was seeing was we weren't on the same page when it came to how we were viewing what was happening in the industry. So we were misaligned to a certain extent. And so that was a part of the team that it was like, this isn't going to work for us anymore because my career is my responsibility. And to make sure that every door is being knocked on and every opportunity is being taken advantage of. So I think it's really important that 
again, you get clear about what it is that you want and start to surround yourself with the right people who can help support that vision and then put an action plan into place and go for it. And then have fun. I mean, because what are you doing this for if you're not enjoying it? (laughs) Right. And you also mentioned, you know, uh, a misconception that you learned was um, that sense of like fellowship with people, connecting with other actors uh, to come from a place of service and, and not desperation, which I love. If you could elaborate on that a little bit more. Energy, like that's literally all that there is. Everything is created from energy. And so energy can be felt. When someone walks into a room and they're pissed off or in a bad mood or just have this energy about them, without them even saying a word, you can feel it. As also when someone walks into a room and they're confident and they have this air about them, this glow about them of just like, I own this place, you can feel that too. So anytime you walk into a room, you want to walk into it with a confidence, with a knowing, with a settledness within yourself, because people will be able to pick up on that vibration. And so if I'm coming into an audition room and I'm just like, oh my God, I need this job. Like I need to book this. Like this is just, if I don't get this, then, you know, I don't know how I'm, I'm going to pay my next bill or, you know, you come in with that type of energy as opposed to a, you know what? I am here to serve. I am here to be able to deliver what it is that I have. And if this is right for me, great. If it's not right for me, great. Whoever it is right for is going to get aligned with that position and I will move on to the bigger, better door that's available to me. So people can feel how you show up and that's so important to be in a, in a good space internally because it's the law of correspondence. Whatever's happening on the inside is also happening on the outside. That's the reflection of the world that we get to see is whatever our internal state is. And when you're in a community of whether that's actors or writers or producers, come to the table with how can I be of service? How can I help you? How can I make your job a little bit easier? How can I you know, add and make your day flow a little bit smoother? Because the more you come with that type of mentality and mindset, then people will see you of value. And they're like, hey, I want so-and-so on this project because they make my life easier. They make this project that they elevate it and bring it to a new level. And mm. I, I have countless accounts of even when I came and moved to Los Angeles, my first uh, part of my plan that I had put in place, one of the first things I did, I was like, what organizations can I connect with or collaborate with? And how can I be of service to that organization? So being an author, one, I connected with the Women's National Book Association of Louisiana. uh, I was a part of Louisiana one. And when I came to Los Angeles, came to be a part of the Los Angeles one. And I was like, how can I be of service? So I ended up becoming the communication chair for that organization and helping them Mm -hmm. with events and things that they were putting on, which also put me into communication 
with some really serious players, even on the film industry side. And uh, so Women in Film is an organization that's nationwide. So I had been a part of the Louisiana branch. When I came here, I was like, great, let me connect with this organization. How can I be of service? And was able to connect with them on a very deep level. And the relationships that I've been able to build because of coming from what can I do for you? Like, what is it that you're working on? Okay. And then my mind is working on how, what can I add to that? Or how can I be of service? So if we come from that, even Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will most surely get what you want. So it's about a, a shift in paradigm, that shift of thinking of not what can I get? Because you'll get what you need. Right. How can I be of service? I love that mindset because, you know, we're, and it's, it's another misconception that the industry, it, it is competitive because there's a lot of people vying for those two lines on NCIS or for that guest star spot on, on, you know, whatever show. And there is a sense of competition, but it's not like, I, I've noticed that it's not as cutthroat as we all made it out to be because it, it is competitive we said but it's not not every actor is competition because you know even some people that um i learned later like oh we both went for that audition but i never had the mentality like this actor is my competition because you know we almost never know what casting is looking for there could be a very vague description of a character and it could be anybody but mm -hmm. viewing people that way as like they're all my competition it's just so silly. You would want to have your little community of people to to celebrate with, and and like you said, to to figure out how you can help them and and exchange, um, yes, it's you know, like knowledge and support. You know, we live in an abundant universe, and whatever is not there, we're creators. We will create more of it. So more opportunity, more roles. There'll be more television shows, there'll be more online streaming shows, there'll be more films, there will always be more. So if you come from the scarcity mentality of like, I gotta hold on to mine because they're my competition. No, they're not your competition. Like you are literally your only competition because you're working on becoming the better version of yourself than you were yesterday or the hour before or the minute before. Like I don't view anybody as my competition because nobody is Havala. Like no one can do what I can do the way I can do it because I am a unique masterpiece, just like you are a unique masterpiece. And there's something that you bring to the table that someone who may be even in your same category will not be able to bring to the table. And if it's for you, and that's why when you understand the laws of the universe and how that works, like even the law of attraction, if I keep putting out, okay, I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it, the universe is like, okay, cool, then I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> but if right. you align yourself and are clear about what you want and you can hold that image in your mind of that thing as if it's already yours and then work in harmony with it, if it is yours by divine right, it's yours and can't nobody take it away from you. And that's a much more empowering mindset to go into the world with, because otherwise you're gonna be filled with anxiety, have self-confidence issues, you know, needing to pop pills and, you know, do whatever it is to be able to bring yourself to a semblance of peace within yourself. And it's like, no, when you know who you are and what you are, and 
that you are a creator and that, you know what, even if that door doesn't open to me for whatever reason, a person doesn't like me, the role isn't right for me, you know, there's 25 other people who are in line for that. Guess what? If I really want that or something like that, I can create it. That's how powerful I am. I love that. You hear that, everyone? You are a masterpiece. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With certain mindsets, we end up having self-esteem issues and anxiety and, and dealing with all these different, dealing with all these different mental health issues. And it, it can eat away at your drive and, and your passion. Sometimes you lose sight of why you started all of this in the first place. And like you said, if you're not having fun, then why are we doing it? And, you know, we all started acting and performing because we were just having fun and, Sadly, when we when we start to give in to so many of these misconceptions and skewed points of view, we very quickly stop having fun and we start to get bitter and resentful of, of the art that we fell in love with. And I love that mindset of, of just of, of paying attention to that law of attraction of of, of yeah, gosh, yeah, so much to think about <laughs> that. And our lives unfold for us the way that they're supposed to, and things happen when they are. That's that's a law of gestation, of law of divine timing. Because my original desire was to come out to college, to go to UCLA, but I started college when I was 16 years old. And so my parents are like, uh, no. Yo, young, naive self are not about to go halfway across this country <laughs> by yourself. Right. And so my, my path, it, it took a different turn. You know, it went a different way. And I actually, I went to school there in New Orleans. And, but I'm so grateful looking back now because all of the self-development work that I did, even my experience in corporate America, all of those, even the, the heartbreaks, the challenges in life that I have gone through have helped to build the person and the mind that I have today. And I ended up becoming like a, a master practitioner of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming and, and mm -hmm. developing a lot of tools that help me to work on that mindset masterpiece. So now fast forward until 2019 when I moved to Los Angeles, be, like the, the things that people said about, you know, individuals out here, you know, like it's a cutthroat town and, you know, it's a phony town and, you know, all of these things, it was just like, that might be your reality, but that's not a reality I have to buy into. I get to create right. the experience of my life that I want based off of my own um way of receiving the information that's coming and what I put out into the world. And so my experience was very different. Like I had really amazing supportive people who were around me, like doors of opportunity flew open for me. And I'm like, I'm so grateful that it happened now because I'm in a place where I could utilize those mindset tools to help me. Because had I come back when I was in high school, 
this town probably would have swallowed me up and chewed me up and spit me out. <laughs> like, but I, I didn't even know who I was back then. And so I would have bended and contorted and twisted trying to become something that I thought people wanted as opposed to knowing who I am and, and creating my little piece of empire in this arena. That happens. I've noticed that so much with actors who don't necessarily understand their own branding and they try and contort and change their appearance and have their headshots give off a particular energy that can possibly help them fit into certain roles or categories, but there's no essence of themselves in that. Like you may look like a cutthroat lawyer for television, but vocally, are you there? Because that's something that we don't think about, which is why they don't just cast off of headshots. It's like, okay, you look the role, but what about your audition skills? Your, you know, your um, scene study, your voice, can your voice carry over to, to still realistically portray this role, you know? And when it comes to branding a lot, I've noticed that people will very frequently, like, I don't know people, I know people and I'll see their headshots and I'm like, who's this guy? Cause I don't know who that, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't match their actual energy. And it feel like, you know, I mean, your book, a spiritual path to audacious authenticity, it sometimes it doesn't feel authentic and you can sense that sometimes. Cause then when they'll look at casting director, watch the tape and they're like, Oh, wrong choice. This wasn't, there's just so many factors that go into someone getting cast and someone getting an audition. And when we're not necessarily our authentic selves along that path, it can come back to bite you. We, we get so consumed. I mean, we live in this physical reality in this dimension, this 3D dimension. And I think sometimes we forget that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so you start to try to fit in, you know, whether it's in the, the, the household that you grew up in and you may have been like the artist, but everyone else is, you know, of different professions. And so you're trying to be what everybody else wants you to be so that you fit in. And that sense of belonging becomes so, such a draw for us and we start contorting ourselves. And I know mm -hmm. for many years, I used my accomplishments as a way to fill my cup up to feel like I was worthy or to feel like I was enough. And so it was like, mm -hmm. soon as that accomplishment, you know, like you achieved it and then you got to celebrate and you feel real good about it. And then it was like this, like this drop, like almost like this, you know, it's like you were yeah. on that high and you just like fell back down. It's like, okay, well now I gotta go, you know, do something else so I can feel good enough so that people will approve me. And I think in the very beginning of my career, in the entertainment industry, it was like, oh, people look towards entertainers and they look at them and they idolize them to a certain extent and they give them mm -hmm. significance. And so that means that you're worthy. And that was a big draw for me in, in being in the industry because not only did I love the work, but it was like how it was filling my cup. However, when you start to do the self-development work to pull back the layers of trauma, because we've all had some type of challenge or trauma in our lives that we have to be able to work through, um, and you start to realize 
who you truly are and that you were born worthy. Like there's not a thing that you need to do. There's not a thing that you need to prove to anybody for you to come back to that sense of belonging and knowing. And so when you get to that place and it's like, okay, anything that I accomplish is only icing on the cake. Like that's just fun. Like, like I enjoy doing it. Like I'll, like I have a, a national commercial that's out right now on, I mean, like MS, MS, M, N, why can't I say the name of the MSNBC? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the bad one. <laughs> and it's uh, like CNN and like a whole bunch of uh, the channels. <laughs> people will reach out and they're like, oh my God, like I saw you on the commercial. I'm like, cool, like that's so much fun. And even if I didn't have a commercial that's running or if I wasn't on a show that's playing right now, I'm still good enough. Like I'm still worried. Like I'm still Havala. Like I'm still who I am. And you are that whether you are at the top of your game, whether you're in a low period, because there are seasons of change within our lives. And so we just can't lose sight of who we are, which is why we have to continue to do the that affirmations and meditation mm -hmm. and connecting with people who are supportive and loving with us and and going down our own spiritual path to that place of wholeness because whether the industry is embracing you and loving you or they're you know kind of have you on the sideline for a minute mm -hmm. <laughs> that's fine you have to know who you are and i think that's one of the most important pieces is that we come to the table whole and complete and at peace with ourselves first gosh you are just like so i'm gonna have to re-listen to this episode a hundred times and oh goodness gracious just so much so many good affirming reassuring things like you know you are a masterpiece you are born worthy just oh thank you so much for 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 all of this seriously like i, I know that our audience is going to find this super helpful especially because the last year over a year now so many people haven't been back on stage or back on the set or able to even audition and yeah it's just i think this is exactly what a lot of people need so thank you <laughs> pleasure it's, and people just really need to know that your role your bank account your home those things do not define you that's not who you are. They're an outward manifestation of what's possibly going on inside or how you view yourself in that moment in time. But you're so much more than that. So when you reconnect back with that true power that you have, you can create anything you want. You can have anything you want. Literally, you can have anything you want. You're that powerful but you have to do the work. And if you're willing to do the work, and, the, and a lot of times the work is pulling up the mirror and looking at ourselves and being like, okay, yeah, I've been talking to myself pretty shitty lately. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm really on myself. How about I affirm myself? How about I tell myself how worthy I am, how beautiful I am, how extremely talented I am, how every door that I knock on that is mine by divine right, will open up to me. When I start to put myself with that type of magnetic energy and putting that out into the world, then those opportunities will meet the preparation and you will align with what is already yours. And that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs>
just so much, so much to think about. And, you know, um, I started this podcast with the goal of, of sharing these points of view to, for young artists and, uh, you know, young actors and even actors who might not be in the early stages of their career, but still can learn from, from people like you who, who have, who can share what they've learned and who can, you know, hopefully teach others and give them a, a sense of reassurance and, um, and yeah, so again, thank you. Um, but I always like to end the show with a rapid fire question round called getting to know you um, as if we haven't gotten to know you in the last 40 minutes, but just throw some questions at you and, uh, and see what comes back. Uh, we always start with an easier one, uh, coffee or tea? Tea, definitely. TV or film? TV. Drama or comedy? Comedy. <laughs> uh, what is your most recent binge watch? I've actually been watching like films on Netflix, um, mm -hmm. all like um, family friendly, like kid films. <laughs> what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Megamind, my absolute favorite. <laughs> a movie that never fails to make you cry. Dang, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to that one. <laughs> Uh, what is the worst side job that you've had? <laughs> worst side job? <gasps> For two months, I worked at a funeral. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I first wanted to align with someone and then say goodbye to that job. Uh, what is your favorite accent or impression to do, and can we hear it? Um, certainly. I love to be able to do a British accent, and hopefully one of these days I will actually be cast on Bridgerton, because, I mean, who doesn't want to be on that show? <laughs> love it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> would you rather play the hero of the story or the villain? I love them both equally, but I'm going to go mm -hmm. with villain for now because I'm usually the good person well not usually like I am the good person in real life so I would like to be able to step into my alter ego and give them a little mm. uh who is someone from history that you'd like to portray whoa someone from history that I'd like to portray wow this name just popped in my head so I'm gonna just go with it Mother Teresa what role did you have the most fun playing I would say one of the recent roles that I did um, on HBO's Insecure that I got to play a lawyer. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Mm. Never give up. What's for you is for you. So be proof of what's possible. Havla, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if anyone wants to find you on social media, uh, where would they go? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Havila Malone. That's H-A-V-I-L-A-H-M-A-L-O-N-E. And I'd love to hear from you.
Awesome. And you guys can all follow us at Actors With Issues on Instagram. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Ayala. This is Actors With Issues, and we'll see you next week.